Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. This is the B Block, Thursday, January the 13th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. I want to give a quick shout out, which I forgot to bring up in the A block. Um, so just a quick baseball aside, but a quick shout out to John Lester, who retired this week uh, after 16 seasons in Major League Baseball with the Red Sox and the Cubs and then the Nationals, right? He ended up in last year. I don't know. Um, anyway, three World Series rings. Um, pretty good career. Uh Really good pitcher for the Red Sox. I kind of wish that they had uh, extended him. Instead, they let him go and the Cubs signed him. He was a central figure in the fried chicken and beer in the clubhouse during games debacle. Uh, And so the Red Sox kind of let him get away. Um, Yeah, dude loved beer. Theo Epstein thing. What's that? A lot of Cubs fans on my timeline were really like, congratulations, John Lester. And I was confused about this because I don't remember him being like fundamental to the Cubs World Series uh, team. Yeah, he actually apparently had some of the best postseason numbers of any pitcher of all time, actually. Huh. And he won three World Series. Like, that's not nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good for him. Uh, do we know anything terrible about him off the top of our hands? Did he, like, kill a You know, he's one of those guys. I, it's funny. I've watched a couple stand-up specials lately, and um, I forget. One was the guy from Saturday Night Live, and the other is the guy from – I don't know stand-up comedians very well, or comedians okay. in general. But anyway, they're both black guys, and they both did a joke about um, American flags being, like, kind of racist, right? Okay. And, like, things that feel racist but aren't in the American flag. One joke. He's on Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Okay. The one joke was how many many American flags equal one Confederate flag? Uh, um, which is a pretty good joke. Yeah. And the other joke was, I feel about American flags the way I think white people feel about black people, which is like, I like them fine, but I don't want to be surrounded by them. This is also a pretty good joke. <laughs> <laughs> that joke is pretty funny. I, <clears throat> yeah. A key um, joke, possibly? No, no, it's the guy, the weekend update guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Che, uh, Michael Che. Michael Che, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway. That's a good joke. John Lester is a thing that isn't racist, but feels like it it might be, you know? (laughs) Well, like, let me put it this way. I feel like we're missing something about him that must be racist based on everybody who is so excited about his, like, Hall of Fame career. Right. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, like Kurt Schilling like, 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 loves John Lester. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who I am following on Twitter who loves John Lester makes me be like, I'm missing something. <laughs> Does he hate <laughs> people? Like, yeah. But but as far as I know, he does not. He's not a, a Coach Schilling or Roger Clemens. He is a white pitcher. And most right. pitchers. From Texas, right? Is he from Texas? From Texas, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, the odds are good. We're missing that, like, he hates Puerto Ricans or something like that. Right. Some, something weird, like Quebecois. He's, like, anti-Quebecois. Right. Well, he, like, played his, his whole career for the Red Sox and then the Cubs, too. So that's, like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a big red flag, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sorry about that, Sam. That's a huge fucking red flag. <laughs> anyway, he's a good pitcher. He had some really good years from the Red Sox. And as far as I know, I wish him well. But like you, I may have made that statement at some If point. you meet a guy and the guy tells you he's a big Red Sox and Cubs fan, you're like, you, you got to take a step back. Well, I find it a little weird when people are big fans of more than one team because then I just don't yeah. buy it, right? It's like, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. What are you LeBron James? Give me a fucking break. Literally, you're LeBron <laughs> I don't trust you. I don't trust you, LeBron James, with your multitude of baseball hats. <laughs> right. Well, this, I don't, I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast before, but the worst fan is the going the full LeBron and being a Lakers, Cowboys, Yankees fan, right? Like that right. most sports fan in sports stuff. But that's different than meeting a guy who's like a Red Sox Cubs fan. Or I'm trying to think of an appropriate analogy here. Like that's right. a weird thing to be. Like, you could be like, well, one's an AL team, one's an NL team, so I can be fans of both, which is fair to a, to a point. But why are you the fan? Of, uh, are you from Boston or are you from Chicago? Like, right. then you're either a Red Sox fan who doesn't mind the Cubs or you're a Cubs fan who doesn't mind the Red Sox. Right. Well, or you're a transplant, right? Because, like, I and or I don't know. I you no, know, I've been living in New York forever. Right. For fifteen well, years. Fifteen years, yeah. Fifteen years. And I'm you know, I've tried to become a Mets fan and I like the Mets fine, but like I'm not really a Mets fan, you know. You're a Red Sox fan who likes We're Red Sox fan. Fine with the Mets. And I like to go to Mets games, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause but I like I don't follow the Mets, you know, I don't right. like I'm a favorite player on the Mets. Uh, but I like to go to Mets games. Like, I would yeah. say I'm a bigger fan of City Field than I am of the Mets, you know? Right. And that's a hard thing because you were a Red Sox fan living in New York City, which is honestly a Yankees town. And you can't root for the Yankees. It's not really, though. Oh, right. Like, right, right, right. New York's not a baseball town. Like, Yankees fans would like you to believe that. But, like, you know, 
I don't see Yankees shit when I go out. I don't see people like wearing Yankees gear. But you go out in Boston, you see people wearing Red Sox gear all the time. Like 95% of baseball caps worn in Boston are Red Sox caps. And then the rest of them are Bruins caps or Celtics caps or Patriots caps or whatever. But not in like in Brooklyn, I wouldn't say that, you know. 95% 95% of the baseball caps you see are like weird swag baseball caps that people got for free somewhere, you know, right. that are not Yankees caps. So this wasn't your point, but when you were talking about it, I was thinking about how weird it is for people to wear Patriots caps because like that's not what you wear in football. But if right. the NFL made a thing for like, people walking around Boston in Patriots helmets. Yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) Here's the thing, though, also that's weird about New York is that it's not a baseball cap city. And I feel like Boston's real baseball cap city. You know what I mean? Interesting. Hats. We're talking hats now. We're talking hats. Yeah. I feel like most people in New York don't wear caps. Do they Someone's wear, wearing a hat. Yeah. It's like a like a winter cap, you know, in the yeah, winter time. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm okay with that. I don't think that's a strike against the city of New York at all. No, because- neither do I. I just, you know, some some towns are based or cap towns, and some towns aren't cap. Right, towns. because Chicago. And I'm not talking shit about either of those. Well, I'm not saying I, one is I'll, wrong I'll and the other bring right. this up because Chicago is definitely a cap town. And I know I have had the thought of like, you are going to a job interview and you are wearing a White Sox cap? What is wrong with you? Like, right. show some fucking self-respect and wear yeah. a bolo. Right. Or and, a you know, top if I was hat. To wear a cap. Or at least a top hat. Right. To your job interview. To like, your job interview. Whenever yeah. See, if you wear a top hat without a tuxedo that's weird so if you're gonna wear a tuxedo the only way the only way that it's appropriate to wear a top hat to a job interview is if you're also wearing a tuxedo with tails like that's it how do you tell the guy that you are actually dedicated to this job unless you're wearing a top hat i think that you just regardless of what job you're going to interview for you wear a suit. I think that's like, if you want the job, like I had one time I had this guy come in for an interview for a line cook who's wearing a three piece suit. And like, when he came in, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And then by the end of the interview, I was like, this dude wants this job. He put on a fucking three piece suit. Like if you want a job, you put on a fucking suit and like get a haircut. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's like, I want this job, you know? Did you hire that guy? Yeah, definitely hired him. So he came for a wine cook job wearing a three-piece suit. Yeah. Was he wearing a hat? No. No, no hat. No, it's not a hat town. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've only had one person come to a line cook interview wearing a three-piece suit. I hired that man. And... <clears throat> I've hired people who haven't come to their job interviews wearing a three-piece suit. (laughs) Plenty of them. (laughs) But the one person who did got the job. 
Yeah, because he was fucking dedicated to it. Right. He wanted that job. Yeah. That that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Good for that guy. All right. Um let's talk briefly about the NFL playoffs. Okay. Uh because we've talked about on this podcast before. We're not really into the NFL, but Patriots right. at Bills. The Bills right. did win. I'm the- an, I am intentionally not an NFL football fan. Right, right. You're because not- I'm a natural Patriots fan. Yes. I'm intentionally, and I've done really well the past few seasons of not paying attention. And that includes a Super Bowl season. True. Yeah wasn't just like last year then i was like oh i'm not a football fan anymore because tom brady's not with the patriots it's been a, like five years i've done very well of not being a football fan but anyway i'm kind of excited about this playoff game yeah. tomorrow. that's <laughs> that's the that's the point of this conversation. Well, yeah, yeah well i don't know like patriots have been to many Super Bowls, obviously, and won many Super Bowls, and they they're in the playoffs almost every year, like for the past 15, 20 years or whatever. And so I sound like a real douchebag saying that. I get it. But they're the only team in the AFC East who ever goes to the playoffs. So it's kind of exciting that there's like in the first round of the playoffs a division matchup. Uh-huh. And that's hard to not get excited about. Yeah. And it's going to be at Buffalo. Buffalo is good. The weather is going to be shitty, which is fun. Right. Which is good about the NFL, which college football should fucking pay attention to that they don't. Like, well, I mean, they might have some pull to play some games in the fucking north if any teams from the north were any good. Right. No, no. There's a huge push to be like, yo, get Michigan or Wisconsin to qualify for the quarterfinals and then have a quarterfinal match in December in Madison, Wisconsin. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. So. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the Patriots beat the Bills in... The other thing is that the Patriots beat the Bills in Buffalo and then Buffalo beat the Patriots in New England, so this is also a rubber match. Yeah. Um, and the weather in Buffalo when the Patriots won was terrible, and they only made three pass attempts in the whole game, I which is a record for I like watched that game. I've watched like three NFL games, and that was one of the ones I watched. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. it. Um, so anyway, and then and then the Bills stomped the Patriots in New England. Uh, but here's the thing, is that the Patriots' defense is good this year, and I think that the Bills scored more points against the Patriots' defense than any other team yeah. this year. And so I feel like the Patriots' defense has a little chip on their shoulder right now. And there's kind of a bit of a chess match going on. Right, which favors the Patriots probably. Yeah, Because yeah. Bill Belichick still has it going on. He like won this game where they didn't even throw the ball. 
Yeah, no, that was great. I fucking loved that, actually. And I'm not even a Patriots fan at all. Right. You uh, just like that old, you just like those old football, no forward passes. No, you just got to no. run the ball right down the middle. <laughs> You're kidding, but I'm not kidding. I love right. that shit. Let's do it. Just like Joel on the sideline, full suit, narrow tie. Yep. Cap, not a cap. Uh, like yeah. a, Stop what it. is that hat? Stop Stop it. It. <laughs> Joel, full tuxedo, tails, top hat, just slapping his cane like his walking stick. What is that called? The black one with the like crystal handle, you know? I wanted that job. I dressed for the job I want. Right. Just, <laughs> I don't know. If you're dressing in that outfit, you're asking for a job as a magician these days, I feel like. I would take it. Like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let's talk a little top of the crock. What, Ooh, top of the crock, what is scrapple? Right, so longtime listeners of top of the crock, right, know that we're very into food, and one of the things that we are into, and we talk a lot about, are strange regional, um dishes that are like micro region specific um so not like southern barbecue or like we're talking like cincinnati chili garbage plates yeah garbage plates cincinnati chili uh and so and then there's scrapple which is a pennsylvania dutch thing okay and it's made so it's like a byproduct product um and i i have been researching this to make a dish for uh my restaurant and i've been reading about scrapple a lot because it's been slow because the uh you know the omicron wave is keeping people out of restaurants and new year's just happened so it's kind of a slow time of year anyway so it's double whammy so there was a day this past week that was super slow and i spent like Two hours reading about Scrapple. I got de- I went deep. Uh, I ended up discovering this cookbook from 1853 that I bought, <clears throat> which is like not even a cookbook. It's called uh, Tips for Young Housewives or something like that. For young Quaker housewives, I think is what it was. And it has like weird antidotes for poison. I was reading this one poison antidote, and it was for like if you get a poison on your skin you make this this rub this like lotion and one of the um one of the ingredients was flour of lead so this is the type of cookbook that we're talking about here and the recipe for scrapple in this cookbook says you take all the parts of the pig that are not fit for making sausage and that's how the recipe starts so and this is 1853. So think about what these people are not willing to put in the sausage in 1853, right? It's like not much. And so basically the idea is you take all these weird parts of the pig, right? The, the uh, brain and the ears and the, the tail and um, 
the eyeballs. snout. Um, eyeballs, no, the eyeballs just kind of fall apart when you cook them. Um, and then, and so then you, you like, so what you do is you take the head and you boil it. And then you take all the meat off the head and you chop up all the other weird parts of the pig, the brain and everything. You chop it all up into like little bits and then you put it in the pot with all of the, um, with the, with the good uh, head stock. So this is like also basically how you make head cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you put it in this stock and the stock that you get from the pig's head is really good because there's a lot of this connective tissue in the jaw and uh, you know around the nose and the ears, which, which makes really thick and good gelatinous stock. And so you take that and then you pour in a bunch of cornmeal and it's traditionally seasoned with sage and black pepper mm. and you stir it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you make this like really thick, like grits with like all this weird meat chunks in it. And then you take that, you put it in like a loaf pan, like you're for making bread, right? Mm-hmm. And then that, um, and then you put that and then you chill it. And it gets really hard because of the gelatin and all the gelatin in the, uh, in the stock and also the, the cornmeal, it's like really thick. And so you have like basically this loaf. It's a, they call it, what's one of the nicknames for scrapple? It's gray meat, I think. Yeah. It's gray. It's a really, <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird color. Um, and then, so you take that and then you make slices of it and then you fry it up. Um, it gets all crispy on either side. Oh, that sounds good. Right. And, and, and so, and, it, and it's like very rich flavor because you got a lot of things in there. You got like liver in there and kidneys. I'm and, thinking about pork belly, that this is going to taste like pork belly. No. No, it's not. Okay. Pork belly tastes like nothing compared to this. This is like a very strong flavor. Oof. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you fry it up. And then here's the crazy part, Joel. Yeah. It's it's a thing you serve it with maple syrup. You that's a you thing. That's a you thing. No, this is it's traditionally served with a with like a sweet sauce. Like a pancake. Because you serve everything with maple syrup. You're like, you know, that's a you thing, Vermont Sam. No, no, no. This it's traditionally served sweet. It's served with syrup or applesauce. It's also served with apple honey? sauce. Honey? Honey? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If the Quakers believe in bees, probably. Yeah. Do Quakers believe in bees? Tweet at us at Dump on the Yum. Do yeah. Quakers believe in bees? <laughs> that's, a, that's an entirely different podcast. Um, okay, so you got meat. It's is it spam? No. What do you have here? But you've got Uh, fried meat jelly that you're putting sweet sauce on. It's like unleavened cornmeal bread that also has a bunch of liver in it, or it's like head cheese that also has liver in it 
and brains and also kidneys and hearts. Yeah. And um, I used to make it. I so like friend of the podcast like, who's never. I'm sorry, I keep fucking asking you the wrong questions. Is it like liverwurst? Is it like like a like a, that kind that of. processed? No. Think I of what. I so like okay. Think of liverwurst. Yeah. As like the chicken. Okay, and then go way back in its evolution to when it was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay, and that's what that's what Scrapple is. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Is it? Um, It's richer than you're saying. Yeah. So okay. So it's like really weird, but it's also it it's like sounds really weird, but when you eat it. If you don't think about it too much, it makes a lot of sense. The end result is it's a little bit like corned beef hash. If you think about how, if you get a really good serving of corned beef hash and it has that nice crispy crust on the outside because it's cooked on the griddle, but then the inside is like really creamy. And like, if you think about cat food while you're eating it, you're like, oh, this is kind of like cat food. But if you don't, you're like, oh, this is fucking delicious. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's kind of like cat food. It's kind of like, like really delicious. If don't, you think about scrapple, it. don't think about don't it. Don't think but... about cat food. Like, don't look at a cat who's eating wet cat food when you're eating Scrapple. Because you're your it's going to be hard. But your cat's watching you eating Scrapple, and you're like, right. wait. <laughs> Right. Your cat's watching you eat Scrapple and it's like licking its lips really hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't eat Scrapple in the same room as your cat, is all I'm saying. Or eat your cat. Right. <laughs> or your cat could make some decent Scrapple, probably. <clears throat> yeah. They, no, don't, they... eat your, don't eat your cats. Do not. <laughs> Why not? No, I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> Don't eat your cats. They're your friends. They're they're sweet. They're cool. They're, they're cool. <laughs> right. I haven't seen your cats yet in this podcast, which is now making me a little nervous. <laughs> All right. So um, back to Scrapple. The back to Scrapple. Right. So if you think about it, so I used to work at this restaurant with a friend of the show, JP, who's not actually a friend of the show because he never fucking listens to us and he doesn't come on the show and he never comes. He doesn't listen. He's enemy of the show, JP. Enemy of the show. Right. Enemy of the show, friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, I used to work with him. He's also a chef. I used to work with him. Um, at a, a different restaurant where we got all of our animals in whole. And this recipe makes a lot more sense when you get all your animals in whole, because like you have a bunch of, you know, you cut up, we're at this restaurant, we make our sausages, we cut up our animals, we get all of our good grillable portions. And then there's like leftover scraps of meat. And then uh, the pigs came cut in half, so there was no brain, but we always got the liver. Um, and so then we would make scrapple and serve it for brunch. Um, and it 
and it made a lot of sense. Like if you get if you have a whole pig, Scrapple makes a lot of sense. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. No, but okay. But I want to go back to the sweet dressing on it because okay. what does that make it? How do you serve Scrapple? Because it's a breakfast it, thing. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So you've and that's where the corned beef hash connection also comes in. But is it hash or is it a slab? Because when you say hash, I'm thinking... It's not hash. It's a slab. It's a slab. You're getting yeah. a slab of... Really, I'm thinking of... of uh, uh, fuck, it's not called profay. You know what I'm thinking of. Pate. Pate. It's a pate. It's right, but again, it's like way, way less refined than that. But how does it taste? Is it richer than that? Yeah, there's a lot of liver flavor because you use liver and liver is like the most flavorful thing that there is. See, this but then there's also like a lot of different weird textures. Like, and <clears throat> I love liver, Sam. This sounds like something I could take one bite of and I'd be good. No. No, because it's also, so it's like half of it's like half meat, but the other half is like cornbread. Oh, right? because we're poor. I gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So like it all, so it's like head cheese, but the weird gelatin that holds head cheese together is gelatinized cornbread but also there's more of it yep yep okay yeah no i'm, I'm right? not now okay but you got to give me your best maple syrup on this and it's got to be like a savory maple syrup that you can <clears throat> find with like a jalapeno or something like that so okay gonna... well check this out because this is the interesting part yeah see <laughs> <laughs> no actually this is not the interesting part this is the interesting part is how weird this shit sounds in general. But I am working on I'm like product testing this right now on for a menu change of mine that's gonna be coming up, you know, soon. Um and give your paying customers this this processed meat. Right. Well, I'm doing it different. I'm actually doing it with duck. So it's it's less oh weird. My God. You're insane. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's actually it's actually a much less like the the real like the pork scrapple is like a much more interesting. That's why I've been talking. I'm doing it with duck. I'm doing like duck hearts and duck and duck livers and um and you know making stock with duck necks and, and all of this. Because that that's kind of hey, you're doing are you going to do a, 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 a note on duck pate? No, no, it's scrapple. It's scrapple. All right, it thanks. is duck scrapple. I'm excited. You're getting right. me really excited right there. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I made a bunch today. But what I was thinking is like, you know, 
this is like, you know, we're talking like, I, you know, my place is pretty fancy, right? It's like not super fancy, but it's not not fancy. It's not like, you know, you get scrapple at like a shitty diner in Pennsylvania. Like that's where you go for good scrapple. So I'm like trying to jazz it up a bit. So, but that brings us full circle. That's where you brought this up is that we're looking at regional dining. Right. Weird regional dining. So anyway, I'm reading about it, and they're like, they put syrup on it, and you know, in, I don't know what syrup means to this woman who's writing this tips for young housekeeper, uh, homemakers, tips for young homemakers, which came out in 1853, and when she says syrup, she may not mean, mean maple syrup, you know what I mean? Sure. Like that could be, you know, uh, 1853, Pennsylvania. It, uh, like, do they have maple trees there? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, no, they did. <clears throat> like that could just be like sugar syrup. I don't know. So anyway, but, I was but, thinking my uh, original yeah. thought was like, I'm going to make these like this, these caramelized apples that I make that are really good. And they're, they're spicy caramelized apples. So they're like caramel sugar apples chili flakes and then you cook them until they're almost candy they're like translucent and very beautiful they like look really cool um and they're delicious but they're also they're like super sweet and super spicy and i put that on there it was actually too sweet um and yeah. then i tried it with pickles pickled shallots and hot sauce and that was pretty good um, but I thought that it still was a little bit weird tasting without any sweetness because it it's almost like French toast texture, right? Yeah. It's like creamy almost. Um, and that, so like think about like a grit, like a fried grit pancake, you know? Yeah, and that's actually... I don't know. I mean, you know better about this than I do, but so many mediocre brunches I've been to is like savory French toast. Mm, but that's weird. Like, that's like the failure of every brunch is like, really? Make French toast, but we're going to make it savory with jalapenos or, or meat or something. And huh. then I was like, yeah, this is just doughy and gross. Uh, right yeah that that's happened to me multiple times anyway what i landed on what i think i'm gonna try and sell it as is i'm gonna put hot sauce and maple syrup on it and pickled chilies so it's gonna be like it's a weird sweet savory crossover thing and the thing is is like if you try to explain it to somebody like i'm sure that the only people who have listened to this podcast to this point, they're like, yeah, I want to fucking try Scrapple, are like people who like to eat weird shit. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that if I didn't tell you what it was and I gave it to you, it wouldn't be that weird. That's the thing. It doesn't taste that weird. What's that? What does it look like? Well... Before you fry it up on the griddle, it looks disgusting. It is like a gray, it looks like gray meatloaf. It looks like meatloaf that has gone bad uh, and it's just gray. 
Like, you know, you like buy a hamburger and then you like put it in the back of your fridge and then you like go on a bender and you forget about it and then you pull it out a week and a half later and it's like weird and gray. That's what it looks like. But when you fry it up on the griddle, it gets all crispy and brown, like brown crispiness, you know, like that. It looks delicious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, no, no, you don't need to send me a picture. You need to send our listeners a picture, or dozens of listeners a picture. And that's, a, that's the whole thing. Like, trust me, it's good. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's yeah. You don't want to think about it. Right. Okay. Oh, this is good. I'm glad that you had this for us to talk about. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So, uh, yo, go get Sam's... Uh, Weird, awful bunch. Right. Well, it's not on the menu yet. I'll tell you when it is. We'll see. It's got to. It's got to pass. It's got to pass some muster to get out there. I think it'll be good. <coughs> um. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> like I love pork belly, and I know you said it's not like pork belly, but I keep it right. Pork belly breakfast. That's, you belly. just want to eat pork belly, though. That's that's. <laughs> I want. It's not like that. I can tell if, you that. If one. I had breakfast pork belly with a peach compote and some maple syrup on it, that's all I want. Okay, Joel. But here's the thing: is that breakfast pork belly is just bacon. Like that's what bacon is. Yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> So if you just if you say it, I want breakfast pork belly, you just are saying I want bacon. With like a sweet sauce on it. Yeah, like maple syrup. <laughs> Which you could get literally anywhere. Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Yump. Top O that clock to you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. If you're listening on Apple, uh, what did I say, podcast? Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also listen to us on Spotify and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Follow us on Facebook at Dump on the Ump, Instagram, and all your social media platforms. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Mm-hmm.